the opinion line on Cork's 96FM. Now, next year will mark a very significant anniversary for the gay community. Because it was 30 years ago, next year, that it was finally uh, declared not a crime to be gay. It was a crime, an actual crime to be gay in Ireland up to 19... Up to 30 years ago. And I think part of commemorating that is is the, the thinking behind an event called Before the Rainbow and After. It is uh, experiences of older and more marginalised gay men from Cork. It's a new arts project which has been launched in Cork. And we'll talk to one of the participants shortly who's been on the show with me before and I look forward to speaking with him again. But let's go first to uh, Ailsa Spindler who is the coordinator of the project. Is it, Ailsa, is is it uh, a coincidence or is it intentional that, that, that the project is launched with the anniversary coming up next year? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, it, I wouldn't say it was a coincidence. It wasn't a main driver, but we are very aware that some of our older service users here at Gay Project grew up through that period when, as you say, being gay was, was a crime in Ireland. And that meant, obviously, at the time, they had to modify their behaviours, but this has lasting effects. And many of these older men didn't have the opportunity to form proper, long-lasting relationships when they were young. And that has led to isolation and also feelings of, you know, being unworthy um, that persist up to the present day. So we were looking at ways of engaging with that group and giving them a voice. And we came up with an art project, which I'm delighted to say has been a fantastic success. You asked them to come together and express themselves through, through art, to any kind of art, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, we engaged the services of a very, very experienced community artist, Mark Storer, who has worked in court before, so he knows uh, the, the community. And he himself is a, an older gay man. And so he facilitated the participants. He didn't in any way tell them what they should do. It was very much what they felt was appropriate to express their their, their own thoughts about their lives, about their um, their, their, their sort of uh, sexuality, their relationships, their hopes for the future as well, because many of them are looking to still have a good, lasting relationship. Mm. Where, where can the art exhibition be seen? Well, we launched it last night as a gallery, but essentially the, the output is uh, a variety of different media. So there's uh, a 20-minute film and there's a book. Now, both of those can be seen on the Gay Project website, so that's gayproject.ie. Uh, there's a, um, an online version of the book, we're not selling the book widely. It was very much intended to be um, for the participants, but we will be making it available through selected outlets. And if there's a huge demand, we could even have a, a, a print run to, for public consumption. Okay. We'll also be showing some of the other aspects of the artwork because there are collages and all sorts of things at 
uh, as part of the, the culture night celebrations uh, in September here in Cork. So it, there are going to be lots, of, yeah, there are going to be lots of opportunities for people to see this, and we will be rolling it out wherever we can in the future because this is this is a story for the ages. You know, these are important points that these men have made. They've been very brave, very courageous in coming out and and showing their vulnerability, and we want people to understand their stories. Okay. Elsa, I'll leave it there with you. Thank you very much. That's Elsa Spindler, project coordinator of this uh, project before the rainbow and after. Uh, let me talk to Will Kennedy, who's one of the participants. And Will, you and I have spoken before on the opinion line a, a number of times. Um, and I, I spoke about that, you know, 30 years ago, I had friends and colleagues who, who were gay and I felt so sorry for them because they had to hide it or they had to you know consummate their affections as it were in secret and hope that no one caught them and you can remember that time because well you lived through it it must have been a terrible way to have to live Will good morning morning yeah um, yeah well as you say like it's coming up on the anniversary next year the 30th anniversary and i remember in 1993 i was actually in the army and yeah i think everybody knew i was gay but in 93 i was actually able to officially come out um when i was serving in the army and uh, it changed my life like that uh, all that hiding all that secrecy and everything was gone like making up stories if you had been out with the lads in the army and the girl you got off or whatever just trying to keep things 1993 changed everything, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain, isn't it, to people who weren't around at the time, to younger people, that it was an actual crime. Actual crime. Yeah, I think it's very hard. I mean, I'm, I'm 65, so uh, people be always on to me. Like, when I was talking to you before about HIV and everything, they have to be talking about the 80s. And I tried to stress to people, I grew up in the 60s and the 70s when there was nothing in Ireland about, like, you know, like there are support groups now, there's everything. You literally were on your own. And all I knew about my homosexuality, my introduction to it was that the church I was intrinsically evil, medical profession, I had a medical illness, and I was uh, a criminal, like it was a criminal offence, like if you were caught doing anything. So that was my introduction to my sexuality all through my teenage years and everything, like, and... Having absolutely, I think it's hard to describe to a younger person, no one and nowhere to talk. Um, you were in isolation, you were in loneliness. I mean, people got married, people committed suicide, people left the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't describe that, like, in, in even if you try to explain mm-hmm. to people the, the, the isolation, the loneliness. I had, I had a school friend uh, who left left for the UK um, mm-hmm. has, has passed away now since unfortunately but but I remember he left and I remember meeting him many years later uh, and he said I can't I couldn't live here when it was a crime to be me yeah I mean I, I think people just don't realise like we were completely not just in gay issues we were ruled by the church so everything like that <laughs> we did or tried to do like it was just a society I think we were all conditioned everybody straight gay whatever we were conditioned to just like sex and sexuality was not something we ever spoke about or ever talked about like you know it's it's hard to describe that to younger people who are a bit more are much more open today and everything that you were living in a society where you know sex was something never mentioned (laughs) but that's why i enjoyed this project Uh, i really did because like um 
just to read you a tiny bit, the men who had participated in Before the Rainbow and After have demonstrated their strength, their courage and their resolves to show how it feels to be an older gay man living in Ireland in 2022. The result is a celebration of their lives which acknowledges the struggles they faced growing up in a society which demonised and vilified them and shows, more importantly, how they have flourished today. Like, you know? I mean... That was the point behind this project because we've done the stories on AIDS, the bad times, and we didn't want this to be like um, another, oh, how bad things were, how terrible they were. This is more about how we were victims back then, then became survivors, and now we're thrivers. Mm. You know, like you overcame all this, and I would recommend anybody really to look it up online at Santa Gay Project's website because the... The, the images are powerful in this book and the yeah. film. They were, I had no idea what we were getting involved with. Mark, the artist, is, <laughs> I won't mind me saying this, one of the most eccentric, beautiful people I've ever come across. Um, he just hit us up with the day he came in the first meeting. This is going to be, and we're going to do this, and we might do this. But there was nothing definite, and it all came out of conversations we had. We used to meet every Sunday. Ideas that were thrown out there and... There was the film, there was the book, there was bus. I, I, I said I had years of therapy because of my situation. Yeah. And this was better than any therapy. Yeah. It yeah. just opened up like uh, everything, like, you know, and uh, I, I want to see this as a celebration before the rainbow and after. And if it would lead into something, uh, some other kind of project for next year, I would love to do something to celebrate the decriminalization. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people would. I mean, at the time, I would have been working in radio, working in entertainment, and, you know, radio and, and the entertainment industry were safe spaces, I think, anyway, or as close you get to a safe space at that time. Um, but I, I do remember how difficult it was for people. Uh, Councillor John Maher has contacted us. He had the pleasure of deputising for the Lord Mayor at the launch. It was a beautiful mm -hmm. event. Thanks to the contributors for their honesty, bravery and courage. I want to thank them for making it somewhat easier to be gay in 2022. They've created symbols in the book, art and the film that reminds people of where we've come from, celebrate what's achieved and prepare us for the challenges ahead. There was certainly a rainbow shining after last night's event. Well done to all involved. A man that I, <clears throat> I thought of when I read about it, uh, Will, I, I assume you knew the, the late great Dave Roach. He was a dear friend. Oh, yeah, Dave and I, we both grew up here in the Glen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. Dave well, yeah. How happy would he have been to, to see projects uh, like this and to be looking forward to next year. Will, thank you very much. Will Kennedy, a part of that uh, Before the Rainbow and After project. And it, I'm, I'm sure something will be done next year to mark the 30 years. I sincerely hope it will. And uh, before that, Ilsa Spindler, project coordinator of the Gay Project. Quartz 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.